Hello and welcome to the In The Money Players podcast. This is another one of our mini pods. This is our mini pod covering York, specifically the Breeders' Cup win and you're in races at York this week. So cool to have this amazing racing in the morning, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. PTF here coming to you from the kitchen table on the little house of the east side. And then here we have a man coming to us from across the world. Maybe we'll start with why he's there. He's Callum Hellowell. Callum, what's going on? Hey, Peter, how are you doing? I'm all good. How are you? Things are very good. Really looking forward. I mean, this is one of the great weeks of racing of the year with York on, with it being the Travers here in Saratoga, getting ready for the Kentucky Downs meet. We just had our big one of our biggest days at Woodbine. Lots of excitement abounds. What are you doing in Saudi Arabia, my friend? Well, Peter, I have been very lucky enough to actually start the English-speaking broadcast of the Jockey Club of Saudi Arabia's uh, action here in Taif. Uh, most of your listeners will definitely have heard of Riyadh, which is the main course in uh, Saudi Arabia. But there also is another course, which is Taif, uh, King Harlid race course, uh, which is more towards the north of the country. Uh, I've been here for two weeks presenting the racing. They race here during the summer months in Saudi Arabia because obviously it gets very very hot uh our hottest day so far has been 37 degrees which for me coming from little old england was an absolute scorcher but for everybody else like oh this is lovely the weather's perfect so i've had a little bit of getting used to that i've been fortunate enough to come over here with tom collins who i know you've worked with peter plenty of times on sky sports racing so he's been out here with me so Tom has just gone home for two weeks because he's on two-week rotations. Uh, I'm going to work with Rory DeLaghi of Paddy Power fame uh, for the Rory. next two weeks. Uh, so two very good analysts to work alongside. And I'm just hosting it. So I'm out here for two months, which is very, very exciting. I'm very privileged to be here, loving every second of it. Uh, the weather is just out of this world and the racing is unreal, really, to be honest. I thought it was going to be quite amateur hourish when I first got here. Complete opposite, a very professional setup. They want to be a tier one racing nation. Obviously, with all the other sports going on in the world, you know, with football, with boxing and everything, the, um, the Saudi investment company are pumping money into lots of different sporting elements. Golf as well. I know a lot of your fans will be oh, interested yes. in golf as well. So, yeah, they're involved. Their fingers are an awful lot of pies, and I'm just part of that within racing. And I feel that I've seen some wonderful action so far. We've seen some really good horses, horses that have come from all over the world. We've seen horses, lots of American pedigrees because they race on dirt over here so plenty of american pedigrees to get stuck into we're really getting into the good magics and the premium taps those are the two we're really digging into pedigree wise and there's plenty of other things to look forward to so i've really enjoyed it out here for the first couple of weeks and yeah here for two months then i pop home to see my mom and some family members and then i'm back out to Riyadh uh, in october so really Thanks. exciting well, for those wondering, 37 degrees, a cool 98.6 in uh, Fahrenheit terms. So There you, you know, go. Yeah, yeah, the correct terms. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Callum, you know, production meeting in the middle of the show. If any of your uh, friends over there are looking to market the Saudi product in the USA, I, I know a podcaster that you, that you could have them call. Okay? I, I've heard that the rumor. I wonder what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> He sometimes goes by initials. We'll see. All right. We're here. Do you know, do you know what's fascinating? One more thing about this, Peach, is that no, please, obviously please. They, they, they don't bet here in Saudi Arabia. So betting is obviously forbidden due to uh, cultural stuff and to do with obviously being the Muslim capital of the world, basically, the Islamic capital of the world. We're very near Mecca, actually. We're only a couple of hours away from Mecca here at Taif, but quite a conservative area. So obviously gambling isn't an issue. When we get down to Riyadh, there is overseas gambling. So it'll be, it's quite interesting to see how they're going to grow from that. I'm fascinated to see what happens because I think it could go one of two 
way that could go very much like the Dubai route or it could choose to do something completely different. Yeah. I think everyone's still trying to work out where the where everything's going to fall in regards to betting. But the one thing we can say is the quality of racing has been superb, even here in Tithe. So I can't wait till we get down to Riyadh and I think the quality will pick up even more and it will be an option for overseas companies to get involved, especially um, uh, single single odds makers will be doing will be doing just that. I know Bet365 have already got their teeth well and truly into the Saudi Arabian action. Very interesting. They will follow that story with great interest. All right, let's talk about York on Wednesday. We'll start off with the Judmont International Stakes. Incredibly important race historically, part of the British Champion Series. We've, of course, got Group 1 action and uh, is this the classic uh, short field, but the long on talent? Some very familiar names. Market, of course, led by Paddington, who's we talked about, I think, the last time you were on here, just putting together this amazing campaign. Is this a one-horse race, or is it more open than that? Uh, I, I would want to say it's more open. I usually do. I'm usually really good in pushing some outside chances, but this is a one-horse race. This horse is a freak. I was fortunate enough to be at Goodwood, a race day presenting when I saw him dot up in the Sussex Stakes. That was in an absolute bog in a rainstorm. It felt like we were in a monsoon as that horse crossed the line. It was really hard work, but the horse made it look easy. Uh, Frankie Dottori went upside on in spiral, tried to take Paddington on. Paddington just shrugged in spiral off as if she wasn't there. It was mightily impressive. In spiral, then got on to win a Group 1 in France, further boosting that form. And I think Paddington is the real deal. They've campaigned him so well and so aggressively. The real iron horse, Giants Causeway, has been mentioned quite a lot. But I think he's got a little bit of class as well. He doesn't give you the nicest head carriage. It kind of sticks into the sky a little bit. He likes to have a look around. But there's so much left under the tank. And I still don't think we've got to the bottom of him yet. So uh, I think Paddington, for me, at 8-13 to 13 in some places, is a really nice bet, to be honest. I'd be, I'd be tempted to have a go at 8-13. to 13. I think he's going to be much, much shorter on the day. Uh, Mostadath is one of the three other rivals. That's a horse who was last seen winning at Royal Ascot. Unfortunately for Mostadath, the form of that race has fallen off a cliff, but he's already won and is in. So it would be great to see him win another win in your in race, and he can double down on that. But Mostadath will certainly be the biggest threat. Nashra was well beaten last time. Not quite sure what to make of her. That run at Newmarket, who starts to go with very good, but she's shown nothing before that and was disappointing again last time out. She wasn't beaten far but this is a step up from that contest. And the Foxes are really there purely to make up the numbers. But Oshie Murphy is a very good pilot. And when him and Andrew Balding combined, they're always ones to watch. The Foxes was at one time a bit of a derby hope this season. So certainly not a horse to completely wipe off, but I think he'll find it hard to beat a horse like Paddington. Very possible uh, that we're going to see multiple of these runners, uh, maybe even all come over for the Breeders' Cup eventually in, in different races. Would you say that's possible? Absolutely. I think the Foxes is almost a certainty to go over. That's it. That's got Breeders' Cup written all over him. Paddington, just the way he's been campaigned, if they don't go to the Ark, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the Breeders' Cup. Mostadath, as we've already mentioned, has won and is in. And Nashua could be quite a fascinating runner. It just depends on what they want to do. John and Sadie Gosden aggressively campaigned for at the beginning of the season to try and get a win under her belt. Now they might ease off and then focus on the USA, but certainly she'll be she'll have plenty to take on in the Phillies and Mares, because we'll get on to that later on in this piece. But there's a plenty of good horses that could be going over for the Phillies and Mares. It looked like a fascinating contest. That's actually the perfect segue to our Thursday win in your in race, which is the the Yorkshire Oaks. More group one action. Bit of a bigger field here with 10 scheduled to run and a nice musically themed runner at the top of the market in the form of Save the Last Dance. What do you think about this one? 
Yeah, I think this is a really interesting contest, Peter, to be honest, because I think the top four in the market all have a very good chance. Those top four being Save the Last Dance uh, for Ryan Moore and Aidan O'Brien. Then you've got Ross O'Reilly and Rafe Beckett teaming up with Blue Stocking. Then you've got Free Win, Frankie Dettori on his farewell tour with John and Sadie Govston training. And you've got Al Hufun, uh, who is David Egan and Roger Varian for the Shadwell team, Shadwell Investments Company, who are having a real renaissance. You've got to remember only four years ago, three years ago in fact, Shadwell were whittling down their operation, they took their horses purely out of South Africa they wound down in America, they wound down massively in Australia and in the UK, they were selling horses left, right and centre and all of a sudden this quality has just risen to the top and they're, they're churning out good horses left, right and centre at the moment Peter, it's, it's great to see and I like Al Husson to be honest, I think she's done absolutely nothing wrong in her last three starts, I think she's been imperious I thought she was mightily impressive at Goodwood I think Fade the Last Start profited from a wonder ride from Ryan Moore in the Irish Oaks to get up and beat Blue Stocking. I actually think Blue Stocking is a better filly. Um, but for me, Al Houston had, had a massive chance. Uh, she's given them £9, which is a concern. It's not what you want to see, and that's why Save the Last Dance and Blue Stocking are the favourite. But for me, Al Houston is a horse that seems perennially underrated. So for me, I'll be all on the Al Houston camp. If you can get 7-1, to one, snap it up, because that's a great price. I think Free Wind... Uh, needs, well, she'll relish a mile and a half, but I don't think she's quite got the class to win this. I think she's a, she's a very nice uh, filly who goes over that trip. She's five now, so she's a mare, in fact. She's, she's got plenty of ability, but I just think this could be a step too far for her. But yeah, I'm taking out Husson to beat the two three-year-olds in Save the Last Dance and Blue Stocking. But in regards to win and you're in, it doesn't matter the result. We already know Al Husson is targeting the Breeders' Cup. Save the last dance will probably go. And it wouldn't be a surprise to see Blue Stocking in the Phillies and Mares as well, which would be great to see because it will be a really, really strong British and Irish representation in one of the best races of the two days of Breeders' Cup. All but guaranteed to have that crossover participation. Set your alarm. I think it's 10.35. I think it's the race time is going to be the same Eastern time for all three of these. So, you know, just set your alarm for the next few days for 10.30. Make sure you tune in wherever you get your racing and watch these uh, amazing races that will also have uh, significant implications for the Breeders' Cup. Third and final race we're going to talk about on the show is the Nunthorpe Stakes on Friday. Um, we got the sprinters here in action um, with, uh, with two-year-olds and up. And we've got a bunch of familiar names, including some horses who've run at the Breeders' Cup before. Uh, it, Highfield Princess comes to mind. And I imagine, don't have really pricing for this, but I imagine that's who you're looking at as the favorite right now. What do you Absol think? Absolutely for me, Highfield Princess is the horse for me. I just believe she's a bit too good for these. And she absolutely loves coming to York. This is her back garden. This is where she's at her best. There's some really fascinating runners in behind, but I think they're going to have a really hard chance beating Highfield Princess. We've still got 19 in the field because we'll have declarations tomorrow for that. She's available around 11 to 8. Following that, you've got Bradsell, who's 4 to 1. Bradsell, the Royal Jewel Royal Ascot winner now. What a purchase from those owners. 12 and a half thousand guineas, I think, Bradsell cost connections at their Tattersall Somerville sale, which is just around the corner as well. I think Bradsell's been a real poster boy for that sale and for uh, his owners. Big Ev is my favourite two-year-old on the planet. He's trained by Michael Appleby, no relation to the mighty Charlie Appleby. Uh, Michael is an incredible trainer. He's been champion all-weather trainer, which is the flat racing in the winter we have here in the UK. He's been multiple champion all-weather trainer. It's about time he had a really good horse for the time of turf season. And Big Ev is that good horse. Won at Ascot, 
uh, and then went on to win at Goodwood, beating some fancied rivals. I was a big fan of him on that day. I think this will be a bit tough. I think this will be a tough, tough ask for Big Ev. I think two-year-olds often struggle in this race because they're just not built for it, apart from, obviously, the American Raiders in the shape of Acapulco, uh, who, who would relish all of this, and Lady Aurelia, who I think also relished this contest as well. So if you've got a horse built like a truck, then yes, you have, you've got a great chance of, of having a good run in the in the Nunthorpe. But if you've got a horse like Big Ev, who's still very babyish, I think this could be a bit tough for him. Dramatised is a little bit further behind in the market at 10 to 1. But you can see we've got 11 to 8 favourite and then we're 7 to 1 the rest of the field after Brad sell at 4 to 1. So for me, it, it's all about it's all about the top two in the market. Twilight Cool is a nice horse. Art Power wants to be running in Ireland, doesn't want to be in the UK. Cardam with a shock winner at Royal Ascot, but it's hard to see Cardam surprise again, especially at York. Queen Me as you work your way further down the field. The Antarctic is an Aidan O'Brien runner, whether the Antarctic goes, we're yet to see. Uh, at a massive, massive price. I quite like Get Ahead at 50 to 1, who will certainly run better than the 50 to 1 on paper. But for me, it's all about Highfield Princess in this. I think she'll put Brad so well and truly in his place. And I think she's a monster, a very, very talented filly. And that all rose will then lead to America again. Although I did hear something along the lines they were considering a bit of going to Australia as well and looking at one of those very, very valuable sprint prizes out there. This is a meet you should be paying attention to. You're going to see these horses on our shores. Just to underline about the Nunthorpe, it's so unusual. You know, it's unusual enough here to have Phillies facing uh, Colts, but the idea that you're having two-year-olds run against older, it can be mind-blowing to some American fans not familiar with things over there, but that's that's how it goes. This is a historical precedent, and they, they have an extra challenge, as Callum outlined, the two-year-olds, but they can, they can certainly uh, get the job done. And this meet in general, with those longer races especially, where they're going around the left-handed bend and they're racing on decent ground, I say in general, when you're looking at horses shipping to North America, having form around York, huge positive for the class. Uh, absolutely, Peter. This is the Speed Demons track. This this race is pure speed. The Nunsop. You won't see the only other quicker five furlong you'll see is Epsom, which is basically run down a hill. So it's not quite the same level. This this race at York is fascinating. You have so much speed, and it is the pure American trial for me. For me, this is if you're looking at horses in the UK who are then going to transfer that form overseas. This is the course you want to see it happen. Our courses in Britain are so widely diverse and so different. We have undulations at Ascot. You've got a really stiff finisher at a course like Sandown. You go to courses all over the United Kingdom, you get totally different runs. York is flat, it's fast, it's nose to tail. You hit the lid and you just go. And I think it's it's one of the it's one of the premier sprints of our of our season. I in fact I call it probably this premier sprint of the British calendar because it's always so fascinating. And throw in the two-year-olds. I mean, big Evs will carry eight stone three. I mean, that's literally me cutting half. So you'd, you'd need, you get no weight on your back, but you certainly, you just see the difference when they're in the parade ring. These two-year-olds like Big Evs who look average size when they're running against other two-year-olds suddenly look tiny. Even when facing it, running against the girls in the shape of Highfield Princess, she will dwarf Big Evs in the parade ring. But it'll certainly be one for your viewers to watch overseas. Set your alarms early. It's 10.35, did you say, Peter? Set them up for 10.35 and go and watch yourself a very, very good horse race. We'll leave it there, Callum. Always a pleasure to have you. Thanks to everybody for tuning in to this In the Money Media mini pod.